All right, y'all, we got some special guests in the building now. I'm going to introduce you to, drum roll please, my grandma. All right, y'all, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mickey. And today on the podcast, um, my mom decided that she was going to cook dinner. So she will not be joining us. She might be yelling from the kitchen. So if you hear a loud voice, that ain't nobody but my mama. But I do have sitting next to me, my granny. Hello, hello. It's just such a pleasure to be here with my granddaughter. And it's a pleasure to know that we are in our fourth, third generation. Ooh, third. Because I ain't got no kids, y'all. All I got is a dog. I ain't got no kids, so we only got three generations on this side of the fence. So, I'm glad to be here traveling with and sitting down and enjoying my granddaughters. On this trip, my daughter said, well, we're going on a whirlwind trip. We're going to stop off at each station. And I said, well, I don't know. Because my <laughs> old knee acts up and I can't walk too good. <laughs> you can't twerk like you used to, No, grandma. I can't walk too good. I remember when somebody said a trip, I'd be the first thing trying to get in the car. I can't. <laughs> so I said, no, I don't think I want to go. And then when it comes close to time to go, she said, well, I'm going. I said, well. You can get a chance to see your brother. And I said, oh boy, I can see baby. Hi, dog. I said, okay, I'm going. So we hurried up and threw our clothes in the, ba- in the suitcases. Our first stop was in Virginia. And I found out we was going to a retirement birthday party. Turn up, turn up, turn up. So to give y'all a little bit more context. So my grandma and my mom came down and when they say they've been on tour they've been on tour like the jackson five so they literally been everywhere so they first started off their first stop was in virginia my aunt the aunt that i'm named after hey aunt jocelyn her husband was retiring after like 90 years or something like that (laughs) of working at the same place so they retired that's my mom's best friend, so they decided to go down and celebrate with them for the retirement party. So did you turn up grandma at the retirement party? So County, go Fairfax, I told you my mom was just gonna yell from the yeah. kitchen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So did y'all party? Oh yeah, yeah. And boy, I mean those people they were out there on the dance floor. We had the James, the, the one we was giving the party for. His father was out there dancing, and he's 92 Uh-oh. years old. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> boy, and that music was hot, and nobody was saying everybody was out there. There was a whirling and a twirling. Even and a, your grandmother. Oh, 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 with the knee yeah, and everything. With the knee. I was sitting <laughs> over there, you know, at the table, and that music sounded so good. And up come Marvin Gaye. Well, what's going on? I found myself hippy <laughs> hopping up, up on the floor with my operator's knee. I can't. Boy, we, I went to popping it like I used to do 
when I was in my 20s. They were sounding good to me. Okay. I really enjoyed it. They had such good food. I mean, my daughter fixed me a plate. I couldn't eat all of it, but I found myself eating all of it once a month. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a good time in Virginia. Y'all turned up. Y'all turned up. So after they left Virginia, then they went to Maryland so they could visit with some of my uncles and some of the rest of my cousins and the rest of our family. And that's where your brother is. So you got to see your brother. Right. I got a chance. We went into Maryland and we called my baby brother called to come because we were on our way. So he came over to pick us up. And him and little Ray, they came and they took me to see my other brother, the one that's over me. And we went out to the home where he's staying. And we just enjoyed ourselves out there with him. And we got ready to take him out to eat and eat. And he loved to eat ice cream, so called. So we gonna buy you some ice cream. And <laughs> we went out to the. <laughs> well, where did we get the food from? Cause there was some good food that we got in a in a buffet style place, and we just eat. Now that was in Maryland. That's our next stop. So y'all, a grocery store. A grocery store cafe. A grocery store cafe in Jesus' name. Let me tell you something about my family. We love a buffet. Oh yeah. If you ever trying to feed any of us, it doesn't matter if it's one of us or fifteen of us. You just take us to a buffet. Doesn't matter if it's an American buffet, a soul food buffet, a Chinese buffet. Girl, my mama even came here and asked, "Do Little Caesars have a buffet?" I was what. <laughs> I was too thrilled. <laughs> you know you from Detroit if you asking for a little season buffet. I'm too thrilled, too thrilled. So after they left Maryland, chilling with the uncles, chilling with the fam, then y'all went down further in Virginia. What y'all go down to Norfolk, Virginia for? No, no, we had to make a stopover. We had to go over and just do a general meeting with the young people at the James Lee Center. The Gamma Phi Delta. Who is that, Mama? The Phi Team. Oh. We, we had a good time. Yeah. The Phi Team oh. at the James Lee Center in, in, in Virginia. Okay, so y'all went to go see the kids in Virginia. Right. Then y'all headed on down to Norfolk. What happened in Norfolk, Virginia? Okay, before we got there, we had to visit Angie. And and what's that big old dog she got? Uh, is it Asa? Yeah. Asa. My big cousin old, has a big, big old, old boxer, old, big old boxer named Asa. And One, Asa don't play no games, but no. two, Asa be in there living his best life. Oh, yeah. He be in there living his very best life. Right, right, right. And we visited little Ray with all his white on, and he was just so pleasant and showing us. He drove us through uh, Maryland and Virginia. Then we had to get ready and go down to Norfolk State University. What happened in Norfolk State University, girl? That's for Ashley's graduation. That's my grand one of my other granddaughter's graduation. She was getting her master's. Oh, and one is uh, a beautiful thing. Yes. My oh. little cousin got her master's degree yeah. in what? Is it social work? Yeah. yeah. Little cousin got her master's degree in social work. Right. But let me tell you something. As we were sitting out there in that stadium waiting on that graduation, that Norfolk State University have a band that's out of this world. I mean, they played that Star Spangled Banner. They almost made me cry. 
<laughs> they sung that thing like we was in church. That's funny. That was really, really good. <laughs> and we left, we sat there, and Ashley, all of the little kids come down to the graduation. And I just hugged and just, oh, it was just so beautiful, so beautiful. We met a lady from Detroit. And she just dwelled and just come right on to this party and took over. Mm. She was just so happy since she hadn't been to Detroit for 30 years. Oh. But she was glad to see us. Aww. So then we had to go after we left there. Where did we go next, Linda? Y'all came here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we done been to Virginia, Maryland, Washington, and now we in Philly. Yep. Pennsylvania, good old PA. Yeah, 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 yeah. We rode that um, track. Yep. And it was wonderful. Yep. yep, yep. Okay, so I just love it. Mia just had everything just so wonderful. She's been such a beautiful host. She have a lovely apartment. I think you're kind of getting tired of me because we, <laughs> we sleep all it. We like they to sleep. sleep like cats. We like <laughs> to sleep and we like to eat. So here's the thing. If y'all trying to get a peek into y'all future for my ladies, uh, when you get older, just imagine just a beautiful couch and a beautiful bed. Because right. I would leave and go to work. They'd be in the bed. i come home from work. They'd be on the couch sleep. they just move from one room to the other, just sleeping and watching T.D. Jakes. <laughs> <laughs> and Priscilla Schreier yeah. <laughs> on YouTube on TV. We just been relaxing. She got everything, whatever we wanted, eating. We went out to the Longhorns and had a beautiful, beautiful layout of food. And she, I'm just, she just feels so good about her house. She have a very peaceful home. <laughs> now that's what I like. The her peaceful home house. Is peaceful house. You know, this is her place where she come to rest. When she get tired of the troubles and worries at that job, she can come to her house and be in peace. Yes. Yeah. So I know she kind of want us to get her up, get out of here. Y'all are fine. Because <laughs> yeah. we are sleeping and eating. <laughs> and my daughter, her mother, wants to go shopping. Every day. Every day. All and day. love to go shopping. She wants to find her a thrifted store, but we have got already got three suitcases. Three and we on and a train. book bag. Yo, she takes me to the Goodwill, and with my authorized knee, she buys me a push cart. And the highway. Oh, oh, Jesus! My mama trying to burn up the kitchen. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can tell this podcast is super live and super real. Because yeah, yeah. while we sitting here talking, if you hear the smoke alarm going off, it's because Linda trying to kill us all, in this, including the dog. Ain't that right, Mason? I think we both be leaving tomorrow on the train, but we keep on messing up. She going to have us sitting at the station tonight. With <laughs> <laughs> our three bags. <laughs> and push I'm going to put y'all out if I get put out of this apartment. I tell y'all that. So listen, y'all, my parents, not my parents, my mom and my grandma came down for Mother's Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we had a wonderful mother. So one thing, we were trying to figure out how to do the podcast. And I was late this week because I wanted to make sure I had time to give to them to rest and everything. Um, but one thing that I wanted to talk about, um, just because Mother's Day just passed, is something 
that you remember about your mom. So, Grandma, what's something that you remember about um, your mom, Lily Reed? Okay, the one thing I remembered about my, my mom was she always used to love to have parties. Everybody's birthday had to have ice cream and cake. My sisters were cooks. They loved to cook cakes. And my daddy loved to make ice cream. He would get out there and get that old ice cream thing and churn and turn and turn. And I loved that whenever the family would go to West Virginia, my mom would always be sitting in her rocking chair. And she would rock until them kids, all, all my kids are coming in now. One family's already here and the other family gonna be coming in. Mm -hmm. And she would sit in that rocking chair in her blue robe, her house slippers, and she would rock there and rock there. And here come my baby from Detroit. And I used to just be so happy. I couldn't wait to get out of the car to go and hug because she was such a sweet, sweet lady. I just love my mother. I really love, and I love my daddy. I just love him too. Aww. Oh, yeah. So, Mama, can you tell us from the kitchen what's one thing that you remember about you, that you remember memorable about your mom? I used to always think something was wrong, Mama. What? <laughs> Disrespectful she is to my grandmother. Kids. And she would never say nothing. And they was bad. <laughs> you realize you one of them kids, yeah. right? You one of them five kids. She should not have had those four boys. She should have just waited on me to come. Yeah. Whatever. That was all. If she would have just waited on me, she would have had a better life than what she had. I can't. But anyway. To all my uncles, uh, I'm sorry I cannot control Linda's mouth, as you very well know. <laughs> Proceed. Anyway, she had those bad boys. And we lived in the city of Detroit. And she was so quiet. I didn't know she was a tourist the bull until later on in my life. But she didn't never act like a bull. Oh, no. She was just always no. quiet. Didn't ever say nothing. Nothing. I mean, you had to really, really, really make her mad. Like me when I was younger. And I tried to find my Christmas stuff and almost burnt down. Oh, Jesus. I Mama, please tell it. So, you know, my brothers and them used to play tricks on me. And so they hid my... They used to always hide myself and they always said they knew. And so they used to send me around the house. And one of them gave me a candle and a match. And I went looking for it. And my mama said she smelled smoke. So I dropped it up under the bed, and I went and ran and jumped in the bed, and I forgot about it. And then by that time, the bed was on fire, my brother. <laughs> looking under the bed for the Christmas presents I with a candle. In Jesus' name. So I didn't get my, I didn't get my Easy Bake Oven. You know, we used to have not just easy bake ovens, stoves, ovens. We had the whole kitchen set. So they took my whole easy bake oven. I didn't even get it for some weeks. I didn't think I was going to get it, but I got it. And my brothers and them every day say I should have got a whooping because I burnt their bed up and we all had to sleep <laughs> together for a while. And my mother made us all sleep together because she said, they caused it, so they should be a part of this. Mm -hmm. 
But my daddy said, well, nobody going to whoop me. So I didn't even get a whoop. <laughs> I was so glad I didn't get a whoop and I didn't know what to do. I can't. But I really think she should have whooped those bad boys. Maybe they'd have came out better if they would have got better whoopings. And she would not get him a whooping. I don't know about y'all, but if y'all get some kids, don't forget, whoop them. I can't. Whoop them. I literally can't. Okay. So I, here's the thing. So I'm going to tell y'all a couple of different stories. Some about my grandma, some about my mom. So these are the most memorable stories or moments that I remember growing up with these two women in my life. So one, I'm going to talk about my grandma. So my grandma, for those of you who know her and also for those of you who don't know her, my mom, is, my grandma's actually classically trained to play the piano. So like she was supposed to play with like what the D Detroit Symphony Orchestra and stuff, stuff like that. Um, so my grandma ended up um, playing she was the pianist at the church for how long 40 years oh jesus 40 years. praise him praise him yeah. um for 40 years my grandma strummed them ivory keys for the lord for the lord yes praise him um and so literally we and yeah, listen listen sorry grandma I, i'm I, no no disrespect but y'all know when you was a kid and you had to go to church with grandma like it was the most boring thing in the world <laughs> and like my grandma's church was like one of those typical like black churches on the west side of detroit like in the hood and when i say listen if you're from detroit the church was on schoolcraft and myers i need to say no more <laughs> you are you already know what that area is and so literally the whole church was like what 15 people yeah. I might be stretching it. It, no, might, no, no, no. it might be it might be like 10. I might be doing no, I might be adding people to the congregation. But you know what? It was a, it was a very small church, but it was a very mighty church. So I would not trade those memories for anything. But I remember because our grandma played the piano. We would always try to sit in the back of the church. But my mama, every time my mama, and my mama always came in late because my mama went to every church service in the world. <laughs> so my mama would literally drag me while my cousins only had to go to church once a day. I had to go to church like three times a day. I had to go to the 730 service. I had to go to 930 Bible study. Then it was a 10 o'clock women's ministry I had to go to. And then we had to go to grandma's church on the west side on Myers and Schoolcraft. West side Bible Way Baptist Church under the tutelage of Reverend, of the late and great Reverend William. E. What did the E stand for? Edward? No, I think I didn't matter. Earl? It's probably something like Earl. <laughs> William E. Blue. Okay? Yeah, William E. Blue. And because our grandma was at the very front of the church, right where the choir sang, she would always force us, stop trying to hide in the back. Go up there and sit with your grandma. So, of course, when you know when you're sitting at the very front of the church, you got to behave. So, we'll be sitting there, like, trying to be still and trying to do everything. My grandma would literally play the piano with one hand and be smacking us on the head with the other head. Dominique, sit down. Mia, here goes some gum. Kelly, shut up and put your shoes. I don't know what it is about my cousin. She always want to take her shoes off. Everywhere she goes, she want to take her, which is kind of funny. So like in pictures, there's pictures that I look at of my mom's wedding. And like you'll see like my mom and dad standing at the front of the church exchanging vows. You see a picture of my grandma crying. And then you see a picture of Kelly in a pew taking her shoes off and trying to take her dress off, too, at the middle of the wedding. So Kelly was always trying to get naked. 
I was always talking, so she would always give me gums to keep my mouth busy so I would shut up. Dominique was always trying to flip over the pews, and Ashley was just sitting there just quiet. Ashley didn't talk, Ashley didn't say nothing, she ain't do nothing. And then Mumu and Dominique would just be flipping everywhere, doing backflips off the church pews. So that's all I remember. That's what I remember about my grandma. Just sitting in the front of the church with her playing with one hand, us trying to remember all the songs to sing. And we were singing all the songs with the choir. So I give you a couple of stories that I remember about my mom. So one story, and this is going all the way back to high school. So if any of my high school friends, anybody that was in the circle of life, so Nikki, Sean, Sade, Tina, Lord, BG, Shantae, Tanu, we, listen, we was like road deep crew. So I remember one time my parents, cause I come from a military family. So like both my mom and my dad were in the military, right? So like my mom and my dad, they had to go away to some military base for like a month or two. Like they were gone. They were overseas or out of the, they was gone somewhere. And my grandma was in charge of babysitting. And I decided to have a sleepover one night at the house. <laughs> and so we was like, Oh, let's sneak some boys in the house. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I was a rebel when I was a child. Just kind of keep that in mind. I can laugh about this stuff now. My mama is looking at the TV looking mad as hell. Just remembering this right now. So literally, my parents are away on a military assignment. Complete. They've been gone for weeks and weeks. My grandma's in the house. We sneak like... I think it was like three or four boys in the house. I really don't even remember. We stuck up in the house to like watch TV and just do kid stuff, right? While the boys are there, all of a sudden, my parents come home in the middle of the night. Like at 10 o'clock at night, they come home from like Kuwait or Iraq or something. Just somewhere completely gone. Like who would expect their parents to just show up in the middle of the night? So now we panicking. I'm panicking because I'm like, oh, Lord, it's like three or four boys upstairs. Now, my bedroom was the entire upstairs. So nobody else went upstairs. But now we're trying to freak out, trying to figure out how we're going to get the boys out of the house. They ended up staying the night and they ended up spending the night in the closet. I don't know where they slept. So like literally my mindset was I want to make sure that if my mom catches these boys in the house that she knew that I wasn't upstairs with the boys. So I purposely slept on the couch, <laughs> knowing that the boys was upstairs. So if she found them upstairs, she at least knew, well, my daughter was downstairs on the couch. <laughs> so at least she, I know she snuck them in, but at least she wasn't upstairs with them all night. So in the morning we concocted this plan. I was like, I'm gonna distract my mama while I'm distracting. All of my friends, I told them, I said, all of y'all walk down the stairs at the same time. Cause you're not gonna be able to tell how many people are walking down the stairs. It's four of y'all and it's three boys. So all of y'all just walk downstairs at the same time and look, just keep going out the front door. I will try to figure out to explain why we opened the front door, but y'all just go out. I do my part. I'm with my room. I'm in my mama's room and I'm talking to her about anything. I don't even remember what we was talking about. But my main objective, Linda, was just to keep you distracted <laughs> so that you wouldn't walk out in the hallway. I hear a bunch of people walking down the stairs and I hear the front door open. So I'm like, OK, the coast is now clear. So I leave out my mama's room. As soon as I leave out, there's one lingering boy. You remember Tony from down the street on Hubble? Yeah. Kendra's big brother. 
that was Tony that she saw walking out the house. So Tony walked out. I'm like, what the hell was you doing? You were supposed to walk out with everybody else. Literally, this is my mama. My mama got on a negligee, like legit lingerie sleepwear. She's like, uh, sir, <laughs> who are you? Hello? He just kept on walking. <laughs> she was like, um, young man, who are you? And when I say he got to the front door and bucked it out the door, I was so terrified. <laughs> I went upstairs and I cried in the corner. My friends was like, oh, your mama in the military. <laughs> like, you really gonna get it. Is she gonna kill us too? I was like, no, I don't know. I went downstairs and I begged my mama. I said, please don't call these people's parents. Please, I got to deal with these kids every day at school. My mama said, okay, this was your fault because this is your house. But that's all right, I'm going to fix you. So if listen, if you don't know my mama, I'm going to tell you something about my mama. My mama was not the type of parent to like cuss you out and yell and scream and holler and beat and throw things. Oh, no, 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 no. Linda almost, no, Linda was almost in the FBI. So Linda has these interrogation techniques. And then you combine that with all that military experience. Linda will come up with the most creative ways to break your spirit in half. So this is what my mama did. Grandma, I don't even know if you know that this happened. This is what my mama did. My mama waited. We didn't tell nothing about the other parents. So none of them got in trouble. I had to bear the brunt of everything. My mama made me take out everything. And if you know anything about my mama's house, my mama keeps everything. My mom still has toys from when I was a little baby. Like literally my crib is probably still somewhere in the basement at one of her rental properties. Legit. So like my mama told me, I want you to take everything out of the attic and move it to the basement. I said, um, okay. <laughs> and do you know how much stuff was in that attic? I had to take everything by myself out of the attic, put it in the basement. Now go back upstairs, sweep, and I want you to paint. There were some paint cans in the basement. I had to paint the attic white. Then she said, six hours later, I had to clean up the basement. Now, this is in the meantime. Now, everything is in the basement. Now, straighten up the basement. My mama keeps everything. So the basement had like a whole life's worth. Like you could start a whole family. You could start a whole village in our basement. That's how much stuff was down there. I had to organize everything in the basement. Then my mama said, now take everything out the basement and take it upstairs in the attic. <laughs> and then I had to paint the basement. That was my punishment. I spent a whole weekend doing manual labor up and down the stairs. I felt like old slaves <laughs> just in the house, just waiting for Sojourner Truth or Harriet Tubman to take me off to freedom somewhere. <laughs> that's what I, that's the type of, the punishments that I had to deal with when I was growing up. Them psychological back-breaking punishments. I'll tell you another story that I remember about my mom, and this is from college days. So I went to college. I was not one of those kids. My mom was not one of those parents that like cried when I went off to school. Like she didn't care nothing about it. So like, you know, how like some parents, the kid will tell them like, I want to go out of state to college. They'd be like, no, you need to stay here in the state so I can visit you on weekends and you can come home and wash clothes. I went to school in Alabama. And my mama told me that wasn't far enough for her. <laughs> she wanted me to go even further away. She wanted, I went to, I went overseas. I went to like Italy and Paris for grad school. My mama told me, she said, I don't know why you didn't go to Africa for undergrad. You should have went like to the other side of the world. <laughs> she didn't care nothing about that. My mom didn't even drop me off at school. <laughs> like she, <laughs> so she wasn't crying at the dorm when I got out the car. None of that stuff. I didn't have none of that. She told my daddy, uh, you could take her. 
I got things to do. <laughs> so Jerome dropped me off at college. So when I got to college, I was, first of all, I was living my best life. Now listen, I'm an only child, which means everybody thinks that I was spoiled or no. I had to bear that military strict uh, house bringing. So like I had to wake up every morning and make sure my room was spotless and make sure my bed was like tucked in, made, corners tucked in. Not just that, I couldn't even spend the night at people's houses. I remember like it's senior year, I'm 17 years old. I go over a friend's house to spend the night. My daddy dropped me off. My daddy knew all about it. My mama came and picked me up in the middle of the night and said I was not allowed to be at other people's houses if she hadn't met their parents. I'm 17. This is like a couple of months before I turned 18. So I get to college. I move out of the dorm and I get my very first apartment. I'm all excited and everything like that. So in the midst of just being an adult now, living my own life, I'm in Alabama. I'm trying to find my own way. My mom calls me. Let's say it's a Monday. My mom calls me. I don't answer the phone. I'm just like, well, I'm in class. I'm working two jobs at this point. I'll call her back. Right. So the next day, my mom calls me. I am answer the phone Tuesday evening. So this is 24 hours later. I get a knock at the door. The state troopers, the Alabama state troopers were at my door. My mother said, because she has not heard from me in 24 hours, she didn't know what had happened to me. So she sent the Alabama state <laughs> troopers to my door. Right. So they do a wellness check on me. They were laughing the whole time. Like your mom called us. She hasn't heard from you. Make sure you call your mama. I called my mama and I read her the riot act. Like, don't you ever send the state troopers to my door? You know what happened 24 hours later? I got another knock at the door. Linda was at the door. <laughs> she told me, don't you ever tell me what I am to do as your mother. She immediately got in the car and drove all the way down to Alabama and said, if I ever go another 24 to 48 hours without hearing from you, we're going to have a problem. I don't care how old you get. I'm 32 years old right now. And my mother still holds me to that. So in the midst of all of that, we had our, well, my 32nd Mother's Day on this earth. So what are y'all takeaways? Well, I can just remember that you completely put the military <laughs> back in course when it comes to strategical planning. Uh, kudos goes out to Mr. Fagans, um, Colonel Fagans. <laughs> um, I mean, I had to be on assignment and one time I couldn't find a babysitter and he said, hey, just bring her here, bring her walker. She'll be fine, you know, it won't, you know, it, it should be okay. Well, being a supply officer, I'm going and doing my job. And all of a sudden we heard this boom, boom, boom. I mean, everybody in the building is running. I don't know about most of you that work in the office, but at one time we had dividers room dividers that gave you your own special office. Mia, in her walker alone, pushed everybody's wall down in the whole building. Mr. Fagan literally said, either you put a ball and chain on her, or you call the police to take her up out of I can't. <laughs> you know, the next time they let her come, she was a teenager. She convinced the whole motor pool that she had to learn how to drive. 
And because I told her that she was going to get a, a stick shift, they had to teach her how to drive. So I'm wondering why this truck, this deuce and a half, is being driven recklessly on the base. I mean, it's going around the corner, going at a speed that that's uh, unallowed. And I'm definitely knowing that I'm going to take somebody's rank from them. I'm about to hang them. So I go down to the motor pool, and I want to know what's up. Who's driving that truck? And they tell me PFC Mia King. <laughs> Private first class. What, what? They done allowed Mia to drive the truck and to learn how to drive the truck on the base. One day is all she took. Next day she got her license. And let me tell you. She went to a private school and had things no other people had. And, I mean, she was on the volleyball team. That volleyball team used to see me coming and think, okay, Miss King, can you take us here? Can you do this for us? Can you do that? And I told them no this time. They was like, well, that's all we want is a pizza. And I was saying, why didn't y'all get Mia to drive y'all? And they was like, Mia got a car? She was like, I'm not driving that hoopty. <laughs> I was high maintenance in high school. Let me tell y'all something. Yes, I learned how to drive in a tank. So for anybody else, all y'all driving stories, like, yeah, my mama was scripting. No, I literally learned how to drive in a tank on a military base. Beat that. My very first car my mama got me, I will never forget it, was the ugliest brown 1989 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> and she said, I don't care all the skin. You can buy a Lexus when you get older, a BMW, a Mercedes, whatever. But your first car is going to be a stick shift. You need that skill in life to be able to drive a stick shift. I didn't want nobody at school to see my car. <laughs> But I did trick it out. I put seat covers on that thing. I had Mickey Mouse floor mats in there. I had a Mickey Mouse steering wheel cover. I had that little car tricked out. But the whole team, they couldn't understand. All the girls were saying, Mia, you got a car? It might be a hoopty, but we ain't even got a bike. What do you mean? And Mia's idea was my mother was supposed to buy me a Focus. Buy me a Focus oh, and then I'll drive it. But every day they made sure that Mia drove her, her car to school. And you could see the whole volleyball team get up in this car <laughs> to go do everything they wanted to do. And they were saying, well, Hoopty is better than Nosum. They didn't have no idea. And it was, it was so special, even at graduation, um, that she was the only one that had a car and uh, didn't understand. Aww. Now you, you look at those moments now You laugh at those moments now So if you have a kid Or if you have any young nieces and nephews I don't think I have any young listeners But if you are Whatever that you're in right now You feel like that's all it is But there's more to come You'll look back at that I had to learn how to drive in a tank It was annoying at the time But now it's the most hilarious thing in the world And it's a story I'm going to tell my kids So now that Mother's Day has just passed Now without do. Mm. Let's give it back to Ashley. Ashley, on her graduation from high school, thought of me so much, I didn't think of it at the time. 
I thought maybe she had lost her mind. Well, because I asked she, her, she said, Auntie, you bought everybody a car. Buy me a Range Rover. In Jesus' name. <laughs> At high school, she wanted a Range Rover. That was really, really nice. I'm glad to see that she headed on her way to get her first Range Rover. But I would like to commend my daughter. This was probably one of the best Mother's Day that I have ever had. Yeah. I mean, me and my mom was treated to an at-home spa. Oh, yay. yay. Um, we did feet soaking. Yay. We did. We got facial masks. Oh. I mean, we had tea. Special in the golden rose. glass tea. Yeah. I mean, we had everything you can think of. We actually had it, even to the crumpets. Now, you know that's a little bit much. But we had them. And then we had a fabulous dinner. Right. I'm just trying to tell you, that's the way things are supposed to be. If you can't do anything, make sure that you do something nice for your mother. Aw, you know what? That's the perfect note to leave it on. Just keep your mother in mind and make sure that you give. You know, Father's Day is around the corner, but mothers are the life givers. They're the ones that carry us in the womb. They nurse us. You know, they, they help us. They tend to us when we're sick. Definitely fathers do a lot as well. But I love my mama and I love my grandma. I love the fact that I still have my grandma on this earth and we can share all those stories about my great grandma sitting in a rocking chair in her room. You know, we can talk about all the family reunions that we had, all the different places that we've been from Minnesota, you know, down to Tennessee, all the way up to Maryland and everything like that. You know, we can have like at home spas where we're wearing matching satin robes in their favorite colors and towel wraps and things like that. There's a blog post about how you can do an at home spa coming soon as well. But I encourage you guys, you know, if your mom, if let's say if you don't have the best relationship with your mom, I can definitely understand, you know, sometimes family feuds or things get in the way. But talk to them while they're here. Give them give people their flowers while they're still here. You know, so yesterday. So it it just so happens um, sometimes there's certain years where sometimes her birthday falls on Mother's Day. But yesterday was actually my grandma's birthday. So this year it fell the day after Mother's Day. So we were also able to celebrate my grandma's birthday, too, which was so nice. So I was able to see her for Mother's Day and on her birthday. I ain't going to tell you how old she is. But we were able to celebrate her birthday as well. And we had a nice time yesterday. And, yes, we had cake and ice cream. Yeah. Because Lily Reed, she would be upset if we did not have cake and ice cream yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, again, y'all come back for the podcast. We had a special, two special guests on today. My mama swore she was not going to record because she was cooking. And look, she probably get talked more than we did <laughs> on the podcast. So, I appreciate my ladies for coming out. They're headed back to Michigan on the Amtrak tomorrow. Yeah. But I was so glad to be able to see them because I won't be able to see them anymore. Probably to like October, Thanksgiving, yeah. something like that. Um, I probably won't be able to see them anymore. For a long time. So I wanted to make sure I spent some quality time while they were here. Again, I encourage you guys go out. Even not if, if your mom is no longer here on this earth. You know, just think about her lovingly today. Or for Mother's Day. Or spend some time with a special lady in your life. If you have, you know, wife, girlfriend, whatever. Um, if you have an aunt, you know, somebody that was special to you. A god mom. Just somebody that was special to you. A woman that you really care about. Spend time with them. Talk to them. Text them. See how they're doing. They probably haven't heard from you in a while. 
Remember to keep checking back on the podcast. We're available on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you keep checking back. Also, the blog, drop me a line too. Um, what's a favorite memory that you have growing up about your mom or a special lady in your life? Hit me up at the double digit diva at gmail.com. And we're out. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.